Ciao ragazzi, my name is Anthony. Welcome back to Inter Worldwide. It is an absolute honour and a privilege to be here today with a very good friend of mine from Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, it's my good friend Stefan Rossi. How you doing, bro? Welcome back to the channel. How are you, man? So glad to be back on. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, doing well, bro. You? Yeah, I'm doing very well, man. Now, you're here at a good time. I've been wanting to bring back the podcast element to the channel for a while. And when yep. you and I caught up a couple of days ago, your story that you told me, it was just it just aligned perfectly. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This, this is how I kickstart the first podcast back in over a season and a half. So for those of you that don't know, I'm going to give everyone a, a wish.com BTech version of how I know Stefan and, and who he is because he's an absolute supremely talented, passionate Interfan that's also a rapper and an artist in Adelaide, South Australia, and has extended himself towards the wider community of Australia as well. Um, Stefan, can you tell the people a little bit about not only what you do uh, and how it links with your passion for Inter, but also the exciting news that's come with you releasing some new material um, over the last, I can't remember, is the last couple of weeks that you've released this new yeah, album? Yeah, or pretty much, yeah. Yeah, last week, yeah, so. Beauty. So, yeah, the mic's over to you, man. Yeah, no worries. Well, look, guys, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hip-hop artist from South Australia, Adelaide. I've um, been doing it for, for a few years now, and, um, you know, it's been a really good journey. Started to see some of my songs on Triple J. I've actually flown over to where Anthony is in Sydney and made most of my songs there. So I'll, I'll mention that in a sec when we, when, we, when we get to that space and how a lot of it's actually connected with you, Anthony, in a weird way. Not, not so much you, but your location. So, um yeah, basically, guys, just just been knocking out tunes, been coming over to our time and in Sydney there, and and recording my tracks, and now yeah, some of the songs are on Triple J, YouTube, Spotify, and you know a lot have been picked up, which is great. Yeah, hundred percent, man. The real reason we've got you on here is to talk about that connection with Inter. Um, now I know it pretty well, but for those of you who don't know your story you lived the boyhood dream and i saw your face bro you can't fake that you were the kid in the candiest of candy stores and it looked brilliant uh last season towards the back end of the season our brother stefan made the pilgrimage out to the eighth wonder of the world which is the san siro and the miazza tell everyone a little bit about your experience over there what it involved and how it linked in with this new track that we are going to start promoting at the end of this video and you'll hear it all right going forward so I'll start with the experience because I feel like that's going to be the hook for everyone to really enjoy. And then we'll talk about the song later and and, and how that happened. Um, so basically, I'm the vice president of the Interclub Adelaide um, alongside my, my good friend, Francesco, who's the president. And, you know, we try and organize a lot of games to watch together, um, you know, especially the, you know, the big matches where everyone really wants to get out of their house at 3.30 in the morning. Don't forget, we're Adelaide Central Time, um, Australian Central Time, so we're actually half an hour behind Sydney. So when you guys are getting up at 6.15 and you're complaining, dude, we're getting up at quarter to six. I know it sounds like half an hour is is not much, but it's a lot. When you're talking 5.30 instead of 6, it's a big difference, you know, or 4.30 instead of 5. It's 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 a monstrous difference. But look, uh, you know how we do here down down south, mate. We don't miss the game. So that's important. And basically, we, we converse with the club through the inter-coordinator. Um, his name is Davide, who was fantastic and, you know, ha haven't gotten enough good words to say. The guy was fantastic with me. And I was lucky enough to um, – I brought props, by the way, Ant. I was lucky enough to become a bandiera torre for the last home game of the season against Atalanta, which was a full house. I was in a waiting room at um, – 
a surgeon's office. My shoulder's gone. But um, And I was sitting in there and I was about to go in and my Francesco texted me going, man, you need to get your tickets right now. And I'm like, are you joking me? I'm in a waiting room, three stories high with no reception. So I'm sitting on my phone, stressing out, trying to get these tickets. I got the tickets, spoke with Davi there. He set this up. And my gosh, I brought my wife and my two-year-old son, who was nearly two at the time. Um, and, mate, like the, the crowd was rocking. And not to mention, you know, five, six days before, I was in Adelaide watching us beat Milan 1-0 with Lautaro's left foot pinger near post. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm here now. Like, that yeah. was epic. And I'm here. Like, not even a surreal. week has passed. Like, this is surreal to me. Mm. And, um, mate, you know, went in. Went out, went down onto the grass in San Siro with this, and I waved the flag saying "Inter Club." And as I'm walking back to my seat, the whole crowd—I'm actually getting goosebumps telling you this. Which <laughs> I'm sure, everyone listening will probably be in the same boat, but obviously, I lived it. So everyone starts lifting up as I'm walking back, and I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" And I turn around, and Lukaku, oof, Voldemort, he's, yeah. he's making—he's making the fast break at the 50th minute mark. And he's in on <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah, uh, sorry, 50th second. Sorry, sorry, guys. And I'm standing there going, oh, oh my God, oh my God, we're, we're, about to, we're about to score a goal. Like, so I run up onto the, like, the chicken fencing. And I'm on, like, I'm near the, like, I'm probably about six meters away from the line, from the, from the sideline. Obviously, there's a bit of a layer, you know, you're right, you're, you're, you're raised a little bit. And Darby there's next to me. He stops. All these inter guys in suits, they've all stopped. And we're all like, come on. Come. And he just takes that little touch and he finishes it. And I'm like, come on. I've got my camera out. I've got a video as well. I'll send it to you later on. And we're thinking like, oh, my gosh. Like, this just happened right in front of me. And he's like, all right, man, that was amazing. You know, go sit in your seat. I go sit in my seat. My son's crying. It's too loud. Son, see it all, guys. Honestly, if you haven't been and you're booking a Europe trip, don't worry about the beaches and all that. Try your best to get close to the end of August or the start of September or even the end of May, which is what I did, and then go into yeah. June. Take that extra week. I know your missus or whoever you're going with wants to hit the beach and party, but just take that extra week and put it in there for Inter because I'm telling you, I've sent people to Sun City who aren't even into football, and they said it was their highlight. My mate's wife, who had, has no connection with football, went and said that was the highlight of, her, highlight of her honeymoon. So that's all I'm saying, guys. It's worth it 100% to get over there and do this. Um, yeah, and then my son went home and my wife, they went home. He, he was really – it was just too loud. Yeah. And as I'm sitting there – do you want me to keep going, Ant? Bro, please. <laughs> you happy with this? All right, cool. As I'm, sit- as I'm sitting there, some dude comes past with this camera, bro that looked like half a car, like the guy's yeah. just coming around like this. And I'm like, dude, that's the guy on the screen in the Sun City is sitting next to me. I'm like, man, I've got to, I've got to present myself here. I haven't flown 26 hours for nothing. So I'm like this, oh, oh. and as I stand up, he pants to me anyway, right? And as he pants to me, I've got some ink saying Inter Amala on my arm with the 1960s little snake like the yeah. Inter Worldwide one. I've actually got yeah. that on my arm. And I pointed at it going, come on, Inter. You know, I think at this point we were 2-0 up or 2-1. I can't remember exactly what time it was. And I'm going, come on, Inter, come on. Dude, as I turn to there, there's about a 10-second delay from the Sun City screen. I then pull out my phone and start filming that. So I actually film myself in real time almost. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, as I'm filming myself on the screen, my phone just goes, dude, I had my wife's family from Abruzzo who were interisti. Yep, great. Inboxing me, my friend from Bari. I've got a friend from Bari. Dude, I had about 15 dudes from Adelaide and Sydney, like yourself, writing in the chat, the interchat. Bro, what the hell? You're on TV. Oh my God. What? And I'm thinking, what's going on? So I'm trying to watch the game. Mind you, I'm at the game. So I'm trying to enjoy it. But also at the same time, becoming like a little mini celebrity here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is this inter- like I was on an international camera? Like I wasn't, you know, you know, the chances of being on just like the the you know the stadium camera, you know, where they do little filming in, inside the stadium, or yeah. you know, cameras that are maybe Turkey or yeah, Spain or one of these other. Dude, I was actually on the being sport yes. <laughs> camera, and I was just mind blown. I'm like, whoa! And it was part of the it was part of the segment where or segment I should say uh, tifo where. At the certain minute mark, we do the air and put all the lights out. Mm-hmm. So I had my torch on as well. So it just worked out really good, man. And then obviously we got the win. And I was on my own in Milan at like 11.30 at night. And I get an inbox from David. They're saying, hey, Steph, we would love to film you at the end of the game. Saying Forza Inter from Adelaide, Australia, Inter Club, you know, amazing, this and that, you know. So I was like, man, you know what? I've got nowhere to be. Wife's at home. Wife's at the hotel with my son. Everything's all good. They're asleep. Oh, I'll catch up with you, no problem. So I go and see him at the end of the game, and um, I do the video. Now, the next part, guys, Inter can't do this for everyone, and I understand that, and I don't want to make other people upset. Or, you know, Inter's a big club and it's a corporation, and unfortunately, sometimes like you know, they'd love to give everyone this experience, but I got really lucky and. I know we're not on like an official page right now, so I'm going to tell you straight out. I kind of forced my way into the change room. <laughs> so basically, I hung around like the worst of worst smells you've ever seen. I, I did the video with Darwin. I said, where are you going now, bro? And he's like, oh, I've got to go back to the executive club. I said, oh, I'll just walk with you, man. You know, um, I'm a salesman guy, so I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, in there. And obviously being a hip hop artist, you know, you've got to sell your own music. So I've been, I'm, I'm pretty relentless, man. Um, and uh, tenacious in that space. So I just followed him and I said, look, I'll just hang out here for a bit. And then I saw all these people kind of rocking up to the um, this section where it's like the executive club members. And I'm like, this sounds really important, you know. So I'm just going to hang out here, hang out here. And I got my Spundian spondiatore tag like this but i had a little black bum bag and i put it over the top of this put it over the top and i walked in with the sponsors <laughs> into the club rooms <laughs> and i walked in i'm walking in i'm like where am i like maybe it's just like a maybe like a little trophy thing or so i don't know i don't even know where i was you know but i was just like i was on a quest bro i was link man i was just out there doing it and as i'm walking in i'm like is that Nicolo Barella's wife? And Nicolo Barella's wife is walking about a, a meter in front of me with two other people. And I've recognized her from his Instagram. Instagram, crazy, huh? I'm like, that's his wife. I'm like, we're going somewhere quite important. Anyway, I walk in, I go in the room, and David there walks in. He goes, hey, you're in here. What's going on? I said, yeah, look, man, I got in, you know. He goes, ah, don't worry, you're in. You know what I mean? Like, well, whatever, you're not going to kick out. You know, it's not yeah. that kind of like I'm there for a good reason. I'm not a reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he hands me this little package, a little flag with a with a with a texter. And I go, what's this? He goes, the players are coming through. Oh my goodness! So, 
my eyes start welling up a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I've been going for this team since I was four or five years old. Like, you know, all those days, the Ronaldo posters, the Recoba posters, the tops, Recoba twenty, like all these things are going through my head, and I just start like super emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, I said I'm a child right now. I'm actually a a little kid. And funny enough, a lot of the, the people in there were children and their parents. You know, yeah. and I'm like this like guy that's like double their age thinking, mm. you know, I'm like a kid. But for, for us, you know, being in Australia, this is like a, it's like a world away. You know, these guys yeah, yeah, here yeah. That might know of someone at school that met him. Ah, yeah, cool. We don't experience this, man. We don't have people close to the club. We don't have ties. Like we're, 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 we're miles away. And anyway, this happened. I got Beautiful. to, um, I got to uh, get all the players signed. Um, Aslani's the only guy that put it on the back. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> when, it, when it gets, when it gets, <laughs> I think he thought maybe there's not too much room. But anyway, when it gets framed, yeah. Aslani unfortunately is not going to get much. Much. Uh, you can actually see it says Aslani. You know that. Yeah, that's hilarious. It. It's hilarious that um, we're recording this at around about the time where he has to wear the brunt of the banter in this club at the moment. But yeah, anyway, go on, bro. This is brilliant. So this is going to go into a. Um, into a frame with the with the photo of me on the national television as well with the mm -hmm. score line and then I'm going to put another photo in there and then the club actually did a write up on me as well you know talking about how oh, you know, yeah. Stephen was going to Italy for a holiday but then he planned the trip around making sure he was there for the final home game of the season which I did because let's be honest my wife wants to hit July and hit the beaches but I'll bring it forward for the Inter and um, then uh, yeah man I, I got to do this um, and then something really cool happened after all of this. I was, you know, a bit tearing up, whatever it is, what it is, man. Like, you know, I'm vulnerable as hell. So as an Inter fan, bro, this was a dream come true. And then David is like, man, look, I'm going to go get a beer at one of the Salamella trucks. If you guys have been, the Salamella trucks are all on the outside of the, the, the main stadium parts in the like car park area, I'd say. And he goes, you want to come have a beer or something? I said, yeah, no worries. I'll come, come meet you for a beer. I walk over. Oh, mind you, I forgot one important part. Gaia Akoto from Inter TV interviewed me, my wife, and my son before the game. So, David, they made it a really nice experience. And most of you would be able to do this being from Australia because they know how much of a slog it is to get over there. So just reach out through your clubs, respectively, and you should get some part of this experience. I said I got like I got lucky with that last bit, um, just the way I kind of snuck in there. But everything else, guys, it's still amazing. And then I went over to the Salamella truck. Gaia's there, all the guys that were in there when I was getting, you know, signatures and stuff. Basically, everyone was there besides the players, Stephen Zang and Inzaghi. And um, I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Mirko Mengozzi, the stadium <laughs> with the best lungs in the world, you know. And I go over to him and he can't speak much English. And I'm my Italian's gotten a lot better and I'm talking to him in Italian. I said, look, Mirko, I said, I'd love to add you on WhatsApp because I have a song that I wrote six months ago that's not ready to come out because it's just not finished. And I said, you are the finishing piece. And he goes, what do you mean? You know, in Italian. And I said, the song's called Martinez. Lautaro, it's called, it's named after Lautaro Martinez. I've got references to Barella. You know, obviously I've got references to like Hala and then Jesus. You know, like putting, I want to put Martinez in that world. Like that, for me, I see him on that level. So, you know, you've got to bring those people in to make it real around that space. And he goes, certo, no problem. Here's my number. Let's chat. Anyway, so we're chatting and, you know, whatever. And I, I leave. And I'm, you know, I leave. I go to a 
apartment, da, 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 whatever. Then my holiday goes on. My holiday moves forward. And then um, I'm in Puglia, um, which is on the other side of Italy or down the bottom. And for the Champions League final, I tried to get tickets to Turkey. It was very expensive, especially mm. after you've already committed to a five-week trip in Italy. It was just like yeah. leaving your wife and son in Italy on their own for yeah. three, four nights. You can't just go to Turkey for one night. It's too much yeah. Yeah. travel, especially from where I was in Puglia. You have to fly to Rome and then fly over. Mm. Anyway, so we all flew, all three of us, back to Milano for the night. And I watched the game with Francesco, the president, his son, and two of my, yeah. two of my other uh, really good mates. One's like my best mate from like five years old. We used to play soccer together and we're into top. So we were in the Sun City together. We were fucking that's, emotional. That's absolutely brilliant, bro. It's so crazy, brilliant. bro. And we watched the game. Obviously, we lost 1-0. But in the stadium, mate, like everyone was just – you're just walking through packs and people just start singing chants and you just stop and you yeah. sing and you're hugging. Yeah. It's honestly the best sporting experience of my life, both yeah. of these games. And then um, I go back to uh, my holiday and I start chatting with Mirko and stuff. And I'm like, look, you're not going to have the, he's not going to have footage from the stadium on his phone or like he doesn't have access to the data. And I said, if I find a bit like a bit, um, an audio from you online talking about, you know, Lautaro or, you know, yelling out his name, Lautaro Martinez, you know, I said, can I use it? And he goes, number one, he goes, is that you and your son in the intergear on your WhatsApp photo? I said, yeah. He goes, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. He's like, but you're Australian. What's going on here? And I said, mate, <laughs> We're Australian, bro, but we're Inter. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. my race. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's my belief. That's my, you know. And he goes, and secondly, he goes, mate, no problems at all. He's like, no issue at all. And I said, look, I'd love to feature you on Spotify tours. He goes, no problems, man. So I've got, I've got vocal proof. If if uh, any of the, you know, lawyers of of, of music come over and say, look, yeah. man, I've got the voice recording, and you know, he's super chill. And now he's on the track, Martinez at the start. Wow. And um, yeah, man. And yeah, the reason why I'm saying it's linked with you is because I flew over to Sydney and I met up with Triple J and one of the guys that runs Triple J did an article on, um, hip hop and football being with the, with the world cup that was on in December, January. Right. And as I'm catching a train back from Triple J to the studio, I'm reading this article and I'm like, man, I can do this easy. And I wrote Martinez on the train from start to finish in about, what is it from the city to our time like 20 minutes or something? Yeah, it's not long. It's and I wrote the whole song there. I walked in and we didn't have much time. This was the last day. And my producer's like, bro, like we're still mixing some of your other tracks. We've got other stuff to do. And I said, look, are you about to have lunch? He goes, I'm about to have lunch. I said, give me an hour, put me in the booth and just hit record. And I'll just do as many versions of this song because I know I've got it in my head. It's written perfectly. And he goes, all right, no worries. And I just went in there, bro, no shit. And um, I did the song four times over. And I said, pick your favorite take. And he goes, they're all great. I'm just going to pick my favorite one and then use any of the others, like the more aggressive one or the more relaxed one as the doubles. And I said, done. So I literally made this song in like an hour total between the 20 minute thing and the, and the, and the 45 minutes of me recording. So yeah, man, it's, this song's pretty special to me. Uh, and I hope so many interdisty out there love it. I know already our inter Australia chat's been absolutely buzzing, um, about the track and, and the story behind it's just, just immense. So. Bro, yeah. thank, thank you so much for sharing it here, here with me, with myself and anybody else that's watching. Um, when this video uh, ends and I edit it, you guys will be able to hear this track at the end of the video. You also have two links in the description, one to YouTube and one to Spotify as well. And make sure you get behind our brother, our brother, Stefan, who's just 
global. He, he epitomizes <laughs> what it means to be into worldwide, man. And that's why I love him. And that's why it was a pleasure to have him here today. How much longer do you have, man? So we can um, shoot some shit about the boys. Yeah, another another 20, 30 is good, bro. No awesome. problem. Awesome. Was that was and that good? Sorry, Ant, you can, you can edit this out, right? Oh, yeah. Was that okay? Like, I feel like I just smacked out the whole story, but is that is that fine? <laughs> that was brilliant, man. And I'm not even going to edit this out, bro. This, this channel has just been <laughs> raw and authentic for a long time now. Since I restarted it again about two years ago, it's just been going really well in an authentic way. And this is what makes good, the channel bro. what it is, bro. So it's great. Um, for those of you that don't know, Stefan is one of the few people that would represent the board of directors of Pessimism FC with myself and a couple of other people. But I'm, I, I'm I will give him credit. He's, he's come a long way in the last year or so. And, and I've got to admit, he was one of the reasons that really started to bring me around as well and helped me think with a clear head when the players sort of let us down a little bit last season and didn't really put in the effort for us, our manager the way that they should have. So I really want to hear Stefan's take, first of all, how he's feeling overall about our start to the 23-24 campaign. And let's talk a little bit about our 1-0 result against Benfica, which now that I really think about it and look at the table, it was the three... Biggest points in the group that we could have gotten. Proper projection into the next round. So how are you feeling so far? Campaign 23-24 overall and segue into Benfica. I think we are at this stage this far off being spectacular. Mm. And this far is subjective. Mm. It's not definitive. But when you think about the three goals we've conceded in nine games, three goals, one was a Sommer error. One was a Berardi Wonder goal, which let's be honest, he gets five or six a year. No one's stopping them. I don't give a fuck. You could have had two keepers in the goals at that point, and that was going in. Okay. Yeah. And then what was the other one? The Sociedad Bastoni error. So, yeah. tactically, tactically, and even center backs, like in terms of like, you know, turning over the ball and then defending and we haven't really had any issues. Whereas mm. last year against Udinese, against Lazio, we saw people like Bastoni and Achilles trying to get back and they couldn't get back. And it was just quick little pass from the opposition across the keeper and straight in the goals. Obviously, Handanovic played a bit of a part as well. You know, respect to him. He's retired. He was a little bit past that. I think he, he found it hard to accept. Whatever. It is what it is. But for me, look at the three goals we've conceded, guys. Yeah, there's been other chances that probably should have gone in and didn't. But that's why you pay money for a keeper, right? That's why you pay money for... Um, top strikers, and if, if those strikers can't put the ball in against us, hey, look at us. Look at our XG. 3.56 against Benfica. We win 1-0. That's a 4-0 game, guys. We all knew that that was a 4-0 game, right? For me, the one thing I am worried about, and, you know, I'm not going to... Actually, I am going to get into it. People need to relax on Twitter within the first 20, 30 minutes of football matches. <laughs> if you read... And I listened to another another interista say this. If you read the comments in the first 45 minutes during the Benfica game, you would have thought we should have been losing that game 5-0. And it was not the case at all. Mm. It was not the case at all. They set up very differently. They didn't set up with a traditional nine like they usually do when they had Ramos. And they've still got other good players, don't get me wrong. But the way they set up with more of like a false nine, kind of zippy winger playing in the strike. And he had a great chance at thing like the 11th or 10th minute. And that could have changed the game. But, guys, it's not the end of the world. Even the Sassuolo game, guys, we didn't play great. We didn't play that bad. 
you give Juve that game, they might have won one nil or AC. You just you can't. Not everything needs a crescendo of hate or you know a moment to go. Oh, same old Inter. No, guys, like this is a tight schedule. We've already lost the striker. Quadrado's been out for for what three weeks. You know, there's a lot of games in four weeks. We've had nine. Was it nine games? Yeah. Let's look at the positives. Let's look at Barella not being at his best and we're still winning games. Yeah. Lautaro playing his ass off 90 minutes and he's still putting him in the back of the net. Yeah. Turam and Lautaro have gelled within what, eight weeks? Guys, Jerko took a whole year to gel with Lautaro. It took him a whole year and he's a yeah. phenomenal player and I love Jerko. Took him a long time to get to get together. So I think we need to start looking more at the positives. I know you're probably laughing inside because I'm a changed man. <laughs> I think I've changed a lot. And, you know, as a, as a supporter, I think that's the best way to be. And, you know, before I used to be like, ah, Spalletti, you know, we lost two games in a row. You've got to go, got to go. But for me, I see Inzaghi as a young manager who should be able to make some mistakes with us along the way. Because for me, one of my biggest pet peeves was as when I was young, Moratti used to sack managers, not give him chances. He'd done great things. And he even he said it. He goes, I would have sacked Inzaghi by now, but it would have been my yeah. biggest mistake ever at yeah. Inter. So I'm not I'm not bagging anyone. I'm just reiterating what he said. I love Moratti, obviously. Um, and that was my biggest pet peeve. And obviously he's showing some regret now too. You know, we had managers that came in and got sacked way too quick. Um, but you know, it took Spalletti a thousand games to win a scudetto, a thousand Serie A games. Yeah. If you're going to sit there, anyone, and tell me that Inzaghi won't win a Scudetto before a thousand games, you need to you need to reassess what kind of sport you're watching because this guy, this guy is going to be a top manager. And for me, I think I want to win the Scudetto, and I think he has to. Otherwise, things may need to be. Dis- Who knows? I don't know where we're going to go here. You know, that's that's another conversation. Yeah. But if we lose this this guy based on something that is maybe out of his control in certain parts, I don't know who you, I don't know who, number one who you would get. Yep. Number two, I don't know who else has made this much progress at such a young age. Look at Pirlo; he's gone yeah. the other way. He's gone backwards. He'll probably get sacked from Sampdoria soon, bro. And then what? You're not coaching anymore. Look, heaps. There's heaps of them out there that aren't coaching anymore. Look at different Chesco's had to claw his way back over what like a three year journey back. Mm-hmm. Inzaghi will get snapped up by someone That's could it. be a rival and then we're versing him going what could have been so let's back the manager everyone let's back even the management I know I was very sceptical about the Arnautovic deal and I was quite vocal in parts especially before the Pavard I thought that we were going to pocket a lot of the Lukaku money and I wasn't happy with that but we didn't we spent it on a, a world class World Cup winner Champions League winner so I'm very positive Anth. That's all I've got to say I'm super positive Brilliant. about this Brother, the, the even even a year ago, a year and a bit ago, where there was a percentage of fans that were saying Inzaghi out, even I would always follow it up with a question. I'm like, all right, fair enough. He seems to have lost a few of the core players in the dressing room. Who are you going to get? And still to this day, I haven't heard a response. Like people didn't even try to respond to it. They would just respond with, that's not the point. But actually, brother, it is. It is the point. 100%. You know, if, if you've only got rice to eat, what are you going to not eat it because you don't have meat on the table? 100%. Hundred percent, and and there's a few things that are involved with when you have to when you're saying these statements and you're hashtagging this shit on Twitter, you need to have fact. I heard two names come up. 
It was ridiculous. I heard Diego Simeone, the highest paid manager in the world on 22 million a year. He's higher paid than Pep Guardiola. And that's him, that's mention. after him taking a pay cut from Atletico after 2020 and COVID and all that. He was on even Correct. more for a period yeah, he of time. Was still on, he was still on more than Pep by about five mm. mil, okay? Number one, his teams have never played like Pep, ever. Mm. Mm. Ever. Never played like Pep. He signed players, Griezmann, Joel Felix was $100 million and he flopped partly to the fact that Diego's tactics didn't work with him. Yep. We've never had that kind of war chest not not since Conti. So why would you bring him in and give him what? Exactly. Give him what? Uh, you know, rotten tools. You can't do that, you know? Number two, he doesn't play a 3-5-2. So that means you have to go get inverted wingers. Yep. Yeah, good luck. 60 mil each. That's $120 each. million. Dollars. Each. each. Minimum. Minimum. You go find yourself a buck at your Saka for less than 80 mil. Tell me. Nah, if we brought in Simeone, we'd be the type of, you know, we just start the whole Kandreva thing over again with Berardi. That's the only thing that we'd yeah. be able to do. Yeah, we'd end up going to get yeah someone like that, or you know, even like we'd end up getting someone like Orsolini, who's good, but he's not elite. You know what I mean? Like he's not exactly going to be right. that, that thing. Yeah. But yeah, look, and Zidane, Zidane's not interested. He's waiting for France. He's waiting for the the change of the guard in the in the FA there, and he's yeah. going to turn. He's not interested in Inter Milan. Let's let's just let's just put a pin in it. Thomas Tuchel, I heard rumored. No way, man. No way. I don't want that Tukeli bunny football. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So. Um, Look, for me, I think let's back the manager. Let's, 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 you know, and it's okay to have bad performances and win games. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have sometimes good performances and not get the result. That's going to happen too, guys. We saw it last year. There was about six or seven games where I was like, one goal goes in and that's three points. And we didn't get it sometimes. And you can't point fingers because, you know, other, other players need to step up when Lautaro can't score 40 goals a game. So other players need to step up. You know, so and they didn't. So, a lot of injuries with with big players like Lukaku. You know, it, it really messed us around. So, and Skriniar messed us around, being out for six months with a back injury. You know, there was a lot of things that I thought we had a good campaign with with the stuff that was going on in the change room. You had a you had a captain that didn't want to resign or give up his starting spot, and Onana said that. Now he came out and said, you know, it was very a lot of tension. You had a player that pretended he was going to re-sign didn't re-sign. Look, parts to blame on both sides as always in any relationship, but he said he was going to, and then he pretended he had a back injury for, or not pretend or whatever. He had a back injury for six months. And then Lukaku, who was often on the pitch and, you know, his games back after injury, he was, he was, he looked unfit, you know, then you had Gagliardini off the bench. Like guys, there was a lot of things in there that weren't positive that we had to work with. And we had a decent campaign. It was our most financially positive campaign in a decade. So to keep the club sustainable, we did what we could with what we had. Exactly, it was great. Exactly, man. This season, uh, I know it's early, and we'll definitely have you on the channel again towards the back end of the season. But are you optimistic that this team can finish at the summit? Yeah, I am. I am. I think um, you know the only thing right now in the back of my mind that is troubling me is the Arnautovic signing. I think ten million yeah. for a thirty-four-year-old who missed thirteen games last year. Yeah, and you saw uh, Alexis Sanchez is not exactly what what we'd hoped he's going to be. Man, it's going to take a lot for him to Look, produce the results that we need. And I think Alexis has always been a nine and a half, seven type of player where he can play left wing, cut inside, or you know nine and a half, maybe like a shadow striker, or you know yeah. he's not an out and out nine. You know he's a bit no. smaller than Lautaro. He doesn't have the, um, you know, that 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 clinical 
suave to him. I feel like Sanchez is more of an edge of the box, smacks it. And a lot of the time his shots get blocked and stuff because you can tell he plays more around the edge of the box rather than Lautaro yeah. like dinks the, dinks the keeper at the six yard or something, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But number one, your two backups are both over 33. That's it. It's a red flag. For me, I would have gone for someone more of a coming of age type of striker. But that's where money's involved. So there's this, mm. you know, I'm not in the back end. I can't judge based on that. If they thought Arnautovic was the right one, for me, it didn't look right. And look, he's already injured. You know, six games in, we, we lost him or seven games in, you know. Um, uh, but like I said, my positives are the three goals we've conceded. You couldn't pick on the coach. You couldn't pick on really. I mean, Bastoni, yeah, he messed up because he, he took a bad touch out of a very hard press that Inzaghi, I don't think, was expecting. Yep. But also, after the bad touch, he won the ball again and mm. all he had to do was hoof it out. And that yeah. was that would have been nil-nil until we, because you can't press like that for an hour. No. Get to the, I always say, if you're going against a press that heavy, get to the 20th minute mark. Mm. Get to the 20th minute mark and the brain in the opposition goes, man, we've ran for 20 minutes. We're gassed now. We're going to relax a little bit. But we didn't. Yeah. They scored and then that pumped them up even more. Gave them another yeah. 10, 15 minutes of running around like nutters. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing great football. So see, that's been amazing. Yeah. They won Real Madrid for an hour. They just yeah. won again on the week yeah. or during the week. Um, like they're, they're a strong team. Man. I don't think they've lost any game. Have they lost the game yet? I don't think so. I'm actually hoping that Benfica can do us a favor, get their heads out of their cooler and do them over um, in their next game. But I could see them picking up at least a point against Benfica as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, now we're going to want revenge when we get to San Siro. Win your home games. That's it. Win your home games. And you, you make the Champions League group stage. You win your home games and you're there. You know, I think it was Napoli who had, was the only team in history to have 12 points and not pass the group. So if you mm. win your home games and get three draws, you're there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, look, I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic when you break it down the way I have with the goals conceded, um, and you know I think even the subs and Zuggy used to get crucified for the subs. Well, you know what, guys, you got an extra two now, so you're gonna have your opinions. At the end of the day, players need rest. These fixtures are getting more and more intense. You know, with the COVID times with Conti, the games were pulled back. We had less games, so. Subs didn't have to come on. You know, you only saw Gallardini for five minutes, like, like, you know, with Conti instead of 15 or 20 because yeah. they had to pull back the games because travel was harder with all the flights and stuff. So people need to take these things into consideration. There's a shitload of games. I don't remember the last time you go four-week period with eight games. Like, yeah, and, and that's why they've had to keep the five substitutes rule, man. Can you imagine only throw, rotating three out of 11 oh, in all these Did Marco play one half a week? You know what I mean? Like, he, you know. And, and there's nothing wrong with being an hour player or a 75-minute player. But, you know, you know, like this weekend, I'm expecting Augusto to, to start, maybe Darmian. You've got to give these guys a rest, man, you know? So I'm pretty positive, bro, so far. Good stuff, bro. All right, man, that was absolutely brilliant. Is there anything that you wanted to ask me or anything else that you wanted to chat about before we head off? It was a brilliant story. Um, thank you so much, man. Did you want to tell the listeners where they can find some of your content as well? I just want to give a shout out into Club Adelaide. Follow our Instagram. You know, we're always getting on the banter when we, you know, when we beat AC 5-1. Um, yeah, look, man, anything else really, to be honest, guys, you know, um, don't want to sound too much hogwashy or whatever, but when it comes to like your, your favorite team or anything you're pursuing out there, like just, you know, I believe in hard work and and heavy belief, whether you put that down to manifestation or um, being abundant within your mind, um, 
you know, I believe for me, the hard work of getting over to Italy and restructuring our trip to suit the Inter-Atalanta game, but also this belief in the back of my head, like, I need to meet Nicolo Barella, I need to meet yeah. Lautaro Martinez, was just going over and over in my head. I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but... And then I put in the work. I believe you know, that I you did, man. I believe in it as well. I hit time. the card, you know, and, you know, guys, like, don't have doubts, you know, like, my mate was like, oh, man, I'm not going to get tickets to AC Inter. I'm not going to get tickets to AC. And he kept saying it. I'm like, bro, Stop saying that. Keep saying you are going to get them because you're going to do the action at a better percentage. Like You're going to try harder to get them because if you think, I'm not going to get them, when you go online and you come up across the first speed hump, you know what happens? You go, ah, yeah, see, I told you. Yeah. No, no, no. Man, I was in a doctor's surgery with no reception. I just kept hitting refresh, hitting refresh. Boom, I got in. Francesco, I got in. What's my intercover ID number? Boom, bang, got three tickets done. You know, Beauty. like you just... Not, not that not that it creates it, but it's that it pushes you to believe in yourself more to get something done. So, um, yeah, guys, if you're going to go on a trip to Inter or something like that, do your best to get a ticket. Do your best to get involved with your Inter club in your state. And if hey, if if you don't if you don't have an Inter club in your state, the Melbourne guys, the Sydney guys, the Adelaide guys, we'll we'll let you register through us and we'll ship 100%. your pack out or something. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. We're a big family. You know, we're a club that all looks out for each other. As you can see, Anthony's got me on to talk, tell my story and my music, and that's what it's all about. We are brothers of the world, you know? And um, all I want to finish with is you can find me on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, all of it. My name's right there. The way I've spelt it is the way you see me. I don't have any kind of fake name or whatever. It's just Stefan Rossi, and that's it. And thank you so much for listening to my story. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. I really, really appreciate it. And what a way to bring back the podcast segment of the Inter Worldwide channel. So what we'll do is, is we'll wrap it up now. I'll leave you guys with a very boring loop of our intro, but what's more important is the audio in the background. So I hope you all enjoy Stefan's new track, Martinez. Two links will be in the description. Uh, highlighted the one on Spotify for you guys to check him out. Grazie, Stefan. Forza Inter. Inter Worldwide. Ciao.